BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Mets podcast. As always, your host, Cody Mallory, on Twitter, at RealCodyMallory. Tonight, I will just be joined by Jill Farrow on Twitter. That is at the Jill Farrow as Anthony. Poor guy. Was at the Barkley Center tonight, taking in the Nets and Heat game. Before we get into that, I'm livid, like most frustrated I have been this entire season which when it comes to the Nets says a lot, but we'll go into that why in a minute. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Again, it sucks to keep recording these pods with uh, after coming like directly off of shitty loss after shitty loss, but I'm doing okay personally. The basketball we are watching is not okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I guess before, I mean, I have a fair amount to say about the Heat game. Obviously, it's fresh in our mind. We both just watched it. Um, let's talk about the news we got with the Nets. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant returned tonight. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, ben Simmons, Sean Marks spoke about it. Um, it's looking like that week-to-week thing is legit. Uh, he's going to do his personal workouts this week. I guess the back injury was a little more serious than they at first uh, expected. Hopefully he can ramp up with the team next week. So we're looking at like mid to late March for Ben Simmons return. You think that's accurate? Yeah. They said Brian Lewis, I know had just put out something saying that the Nets are hoping for about a two week ramp up and then get, and then play pretty soon once his back is ready to go. So hopefully that's about probably, yeah, like around a three week mark, give him a couple more days to uh, rehab his back and then really get into his full ramp up. Yep, so we need Ben. He would have been helpful tonight. We'll discuss why in a second. Um, as for Kyrie Irving, Sean Marks kind of snuck in a little comment about Kyrie saying, I think it was like the team needs him, and it's like hopefully we'll get uh, some kind of information on Kyrie's availability in the next 24 to 48 hours. Thoughts on that? I mean, Kev, uh, Sean Marks hinted at like KD almost being ready right before he came back 
he's hinted at uh, the vaccine mandate being lifted in a previous press conference, like shortly before it was lifted. So Sean Marks knows shit that we don't, obviously. And um, and hopefully that means within the next 24 to 48 hours, Kyrie is either approved for an exemption or the private sector mandate is lifted. So that could only mean good things if he knows something that we don't and he's teasing it. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie, I mean, we've been saying it for what? How long are we doing this? Four months, five months? Yeah. But that's the Kyrie Irving. He's not just a role player. He's a bonafide superstar, but everyone knows that, so won't waste any more time on it. And then we get this kind of all this good news, and then the Nets sandwich in there, Joe Harris, who they announced will not be returning at all this season. He ended up having to have that second procedure, or will have to have that second procedure, and the Nets ruled him out for the rest of the season and the playoffs. Personally, watching the game tonight, it made my heart hurt seeing Joe Harris sit the row behind the bench, but I guess they're going to get used to him in that spot, Joe. Yeah. That's rough. We were all hoping that this wouldn't end up happening. And it turns out that he does need that second procedure. And it really does suck because we haven't seen Joe since late November. And we were just holding out hope all year that he would be able to come back after he got his first procedure. Now needing a second one, that's just demoralizing for him. And unfortunately, I think that that game in November against the Knicks where he went down is the last time we're going to see Joe Harrison in Nets uniform. Really? See, I think uh, I think they're going to bring him back next year. You think he's going to get traded, that means, right, Joe? Yeah, I think he gets traded, dude. Like, the way that we have our roster constructed, we have three max players, and we have two guys that are on fairly team-friendly contracts that are all outstanding shooters. And it's like, you have $18 million to play with yeah. with Joe Harris's contract. And when you have guys like Patty Mills and uh, and Seth Curry making between, like, 6 and $9 million, why would you continue to pay that? 18 million to Joe Harris. And I mean, I understand Joe Harris is a premier shooter in the league, but with the way our team is constructed, you could use that 18 million to help out elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's something they're going to explore. I mean, just to be noted, Sean Marks said that like Joe Harris personifies Brooklyn Nets basketball. It's like, he's still going to be around the team, his influence, et cetera. just not on the court. But I mean, any GM is going to say that about a player, especially one that's been the longest tenured net in Joe Harris. Uh, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I think any logical person would have thought over these last at least couple of weeks that this day was inevitable. It was just when it happens. Um, as we've all said, me, you, and uh, Anthony throughout this entire thing, the longer this drags out, the worse it seems. Yeah, absolutely. And we were all on that train all along. We all thought that the second procedure was going to have to happen just based on how long they've been waiting and how long they waited to test him out. Because, like, if you you came back from his injury and he was cleared to try to practice and see how he responds, but then they needed to wait an extra week and a half to two weeks just to see how he responds, it's like you knew that you had to fear the worst at that point and it became a reality. Yeah, I mean, I put out on Twitter kind of like asking if they didn't wait so long, if he just got the second procedure right away, if he would have been able to come back in time. Um, obviously, neither of us are doctors unless you're a doctor. I don't know about it, Joe. Said, uh, it said four to six months after the second procedure. Yeah. So it doesn't Correct. seem so, like if he did get it right away that he would have been able to come back. So, I mean, I guess there was no harm in really waiting and just trying to see if he didn't need it. So. 
No All harm right. foul either way. It was just so, a process waiting that whole time with no real update. 100%. Yeah, I mean, they don't say anything. And then Sean Mark says, like, gives such detail and description. Like, it was, in my opinion, it was very clear they were waiting until they had good news because <laughs> Mets fans are pretty uh, down right now, frustrated. I feel like they really tried to sandwich it between the Kevin Durant return and the hopeful Kyrie Irving statement that Sean Mark said. But I yeah. hope Joe Harris heals up fast. Even if he gets traded, I will always cheer for Joe Harris. He's one of my favorite players on the Nets. Um, been there a while. Always defend him. Terrific shooter. Wish nothing but the best for him no matter where he ends up post-surgery. And hopefully he doesn't have any more setbacks. Yeah, really, because that's demoralizing to have to get two procedures on the same body part back to back after the first one failed. It's just like you feel help, you feel helpless in that situation. I've had this, I've had something similar happen to me. I needed, uh, I got Tommy John surgery and the shit didn't work. So, <laughs> so it is, it's yeah. demoralizing. So, especially for Joe after the way he performed in that series against Milwaukee, you got to know he was really hoping to get another chance to redeem himself, prove himself. And it doesn't happen. He only played 14 games this year. They're talking about it on Yes Network a fair amount. And uh, nothing but the best for Joe. Yeah, nothing but the best. We love Joe around here. We love former oh, yeah. Nets. That's why we're, that's, we all love former Nets, and we love them forever. That's why we're heading over to Barclays to see us play Karis and Jarrett. <laughs> Hell yeah. Me, or Joe, Anthony, myself. That's the last home game of the year as well, I believe. Is it really? I believe so. I, it's their second to last game of the season. Um, let me just pull up the calendar real quick. I believe it's their last home game, but I could be mistaken. Just give me one second. Hey, so that's a that's a good sign. I hope that means all three. It's not. Oh, it's not. My bad. It's their second to it's the, they play the Pacers at home on Sunday, which is their last game. They play the Cavs on Friday. But anyways, we're like what fifteen rows from the court, roughly behind the basket, yeah. right by yeah, the like bench. Right there, so we're right, we're we're gonna be looking nets nets players in the face. We're in section one, gonna be right there. Section one, row nine. So we're pretty hyped about that. Uh, hopefully, we've been saying it, but this is not even just for the nets game. This is kind of a personal game of us three. I'm gonna be selfish. Hopefully, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant are playing yeah. in that game. So yeah. That's why, because it was a perfect storm. It's like, okay, we have about a month until this, like a month or more until this, <laughs> so we could wait. They right. hopefully by that time everybody's pulling up, being able to play at Barclays, and then we get to see our old friends against us. So it's a good, it's a perfect sure. storm and a potential playoff matchup too. So yeah, exactly two years ago today, uh, Karis Levert had that fifty burger against uh, Boston. So and what a time. So I miss Ver. He was he was my favorite player out of that Nets era between like D'Lo, Spence, even the throw. It was Vert for me all the time. So I, I love this game. Yeah, I, I was so. big on uh I was big on Spence. That was my guy. But I like those guys, they were like for Nets fans that struggled for a long time with being terrible. It was like that group of D'Lo, Dingwitty, Karis, Joe, Jared. It was like, those were our babies. Like we couldn't like, yeah. that's why all, all like real Nets fans that have been here since before the KD and Kyrie signings and the James Harden trade, it, it was like, that's why it's just like, 
it's insane to see where this team is. And that's why a lot of us are so overreactional because it's like, damn, like we're actually good. We need, <laughs> we need some good stuff to happen, but a lot of stuff has derailed the nets over the last year and a half, two years. So, well, we're still over here. In this Bro, I'm, I'm, hoping. I'm pretty sure that core that one year, they were like the six seed, I think maybe seven. Six or seven yeah. when they played when they played Philly. The Nets right now, when they come into the season with Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden, obviously Harden's gone. They're the eight seed. So, like, you really – basketball, you just never know what to expect. I think Kevin Durant even said uh, at shooting around today that he came into the season expecting to run away with an NBA title. Yeah. And he was like – he was like, but uh, stay along for the ride. Like, we're building something here in Brooklyn. So, like, I mean, everyone expected it. They have – three, I don't know, top 15 players just for argument sakes. Like, yeah, never know. So, all right, man, let's get into this Miami Heat game. Before we get into the actual game itself, let's just talk about Kevin Durant and how we felt he looked. Um, 100% I felt he looked like Kevin Durant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No rust. Yeah. no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, he from my, like, he had no rust. didn't seem like he was favoring his leg at all. Like, he was completely aggressive. Um, I mean, there was a couple defensive plays where he made a business decision on, like, bam, driving full steam ahead to the basket. And, like, I don't blame him. Even if he wasn't hurt, I think he's moving all the way of that. Uh, I think most players in the NBA are. Maybe Blake Griffin's trying to take a charge, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, he looked good. Um, the Nets, however, as a whole, did not. But what's your take on what Kevin Durant did tonight? Oh man, he balled out. It's just as you as usual. Strictly, he comes back. We've seen this multiple times because KD's had multiple setbacks and reasons why he's missed time throughout his stint so far in Brooklyn. And every time he comes back, it's like the guy just doesn't have bad games. It's insane. Like he comes back, he hasn't played in a month and a half, and he. He shoots 50% from the field and puts up 30 points in his first game back. It's it's insane. But uh right. obviously we're still yeah. we're still depleted as a roster as a whole right now. So it's yeah. just unfortunate we couldn't get everything going together. So yeah, KD put up 31. He was 10 of 21 from the field. He actually, like for KD standards, had a pretty poor second half. I mean yeah. the entire net the entire Nets team did, but KD was seven eleven seven of eleven. In the first half, so that man shot three of what three of ten in the second half. Yeah. It really came down to Miami through an aggressive in your face extended. It looked like a three-two zone to me. It kind of went into a matchup zone at times. I mean, it was kind of confusing, but the Nets just had no answers for it, man. Like it was super frustrating. The Nets scored 35 in the first quarter when he were playing zone, or sorry, when he were playing man. The second half that he played zone and they only scored 40 points in the entire second half. Yeah. And it's like, sure, like maybe the first four minutes you don't know how to solve it, but like you're a professional basketball team. You gotta know how to attack it. (laughs) NBA players with coaching staff like that have all played in the NBA, like Amari Stoudemire, Kyle Korver. I don't know if Korver's on the bench or not. Uh, Jock Vaughn has been around a long time. Like you have to know how to attack a zone. And, like, if what you're doing isn't working, change something. And they did it too late once again. Like, Jock Vaughn, 
I was tweeting out all second half, put Kevin Durant at the five, put Kevin Durant at the five. He finally did. But the Nets were down like 13 or 14, and it was too late. And, I mean, they almost came back. Curry had that three on the right wing that he didn't miss when the Nets were down two. But adjustments have to come much sooner, in my opinion. Like, Spolstra coached the hell out of Jock Vaughn tonight, in my opinion, no doubt. I mean, the Nets are shorthanded, but so is Miami. They didn't have Kyle Lowry. They didn't have P.J. Tucker. They didn't have Oladipo, obviously. They didn't have Butler. So, like, the Nets should not have lost this game. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Bam and Harrow combining for fifty-seven definitely didn't help us. Um, but yeah, that that zone they just didn't have an answer for it, and it was uh, KD was forcing up a lot of shots when he was in in the second half, and that's why his shooting percentages didn't look too great. But like, there was also a couple that were just like in and out. There was a few like floater yeah. just went out. There was a three that would have given the Nets the lead with like a minute and a half left. Um. And I mean, yes, Eric Spolster did coach Jock Vaughn right out of the building tonight, but he, uh, but that was honestly like expected. Um, Jock Vaughn, he's been around for a long time, but as his inexperience as a head coach is <clears throat> what's really caught up to him. I think as much as people, um, <clears throat> sorry, as much as people uh, like to hate on Steve Nash, if Steve Nash is coaching, we likely win this game tonight. That's that's how I view it. I agree with that completely. I just want to give a quote from Goran Dragic after the game. Uh, I saw it from Brian Lewis from the New York Post. Uh, Goran Dragic said, Spo tricked us with that zone. Dragic would also go on to say, tomorrow will be a teaching day because other teams will try to use it to slow down KD. And like... My immediate reaction was, you learn how to attack his own when you're, like, 15 years old. Like, like it's nothing crazy. Like, most teams in the NBA, if you watch NBA, a lot of basketball, which obviously both of us do, and I'm sure all of our listeners do, I would say 95% of the defense played is man-to-man because NBA teams, with the amount of shooting they have, just destroy zones. Like, it's not possible to play it. Yeah. yeah, the Nets. I mean, the Nets were struggling against the Raptors, too, so that's probably why Miami did it. The yeah. Raptors did the same thing against the Nets, and, I mean, they didn't have Kevin Durant, so you would think add Durant. And yeah. But, like, they, they couldn't – they didn't know how to beat it. No one was flashing to the foul line. If they did, they were they didn't shoot it when they were open until Bruce Brown went there, surprisingly. Aldridge had a couple, and he passed it. And, like, bro, like, you're flashing to the foul line. You're open. You're – you don't miss from the mid-range. Shoot the ball. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very, very odd. And, I mean, when you have two talented coaches that see depleted teams like Nick Nurse and, and Eric Spolstra, and they just have a bunch of young guys that will fly to the ball all over the place, it must have been a very easy decision for both of them to um, to just decide, hey, let's throw a zone at them and see what happens. And they it's worked both times so far, at least in recent memory with our squad. Yeah, man, like, I don't know. It was I, – I can live with missing jump shots. I feel like – I mean, well, most fans don't. But, like, there's going to be nights when your team doesn't shoot well from the floor and, like, you lose a close game like this. But to not know how to attack a zone and, like, to not make adjustments. Another example, Bam Adebayo was killing Drummond and Aldridge all night, destroying him. The man shot 12 of 15. Most of them were dunks. Um, he's been a lot of action at the top of the key, mainly with Tyler Hero. 
And he just kept slipping screens and he was just diving to the basket and getting wide open dunks or alley-oops. And like, he didn't try to make an adjustment. It was Drummond or Vaughn on, or sorry, it was Drummond or Aldridge on him the entire game until the end when Durant went on. But like, yeah. why not try Claxton? Like, where was Blake Griffin tonight? He didn't even come into the freaking game at all unless I didn't see him. Yeah, I he he didn't play. I don't believe it, it was. Um, yeah, like the Nets have had success in the past, is specifically against the Heat, putting KD up against Drummond. I'm not Drummond. Bam, you got you got messing up now. Look at what you did. But Bro, I'm so frustrated. I got so many thoughts in my head right now that I got all these names. It's like, God damn it! How do you lose this game? Like this was a bad, 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 bad loss in my opinion. It's yeah, horrible. No. Really was, especially with how hot we started off the game, and that's something that the Nets do not know how to do is start off the game hot, and like all Nets fans know this. So, um, yeah, I mean, we get off to a hot start, we blow it in the second quarter, back and forth all game. It's right in our grasp in the fourth, and then just let it slip out of our fingers. It's a, it's really a tough, tough loss. Yeah, man. Oh, oh god, I was, I was screaming at my TV, like screaming at it. Just like I would say, I have like I really thought I really thought that we turned a corner like with like two minutes left in the game. Like Bruce Brown blocks a three, and like we get up in transition, it's like a two on one, and we blow it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. (laughs) And then I was like, as soon as that happened, Bruce blocked the three. I get happy. We miss the. We don't capitalize by scoring in the two on one. And then I knew the game was over right then. I was like, all right, well, our night is over here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah man like i don't know like like i said like curry missing the three like i can live with that a player's not gonna make every jump shot like he got a good look you can live with it but it shouldn't come down to being down two against this team with two minutes left in the game like they never should have gotten to that point and it was it was a zone like 100 percent. the reason why the nets lost this game is because they didn't know how to attack a freaking zone yeah. Which is like maybe you expect that in college ball when they're not like all proficient shooters or like NBA players, but like it's the NBA, man. You can't lose to a zone when you are fighting your ass to get out of the playing tournament. Like that's just horrible, absolutely horrible. No other way to put it besides horrible. Yeah, I guess all we can do now is just look forward to to Sunday and hopefully we can get a win if, uh, if Jalen Brown is uh, still a uh, at. Yeah, I mean, a couple more quotes before we can move on to predictions for this Celtics team. I want to forget this game because, oh, man, I was so heated. But anyways, uh, Kevin Durant said following the game, I felt great. I'm only going to get better and more comfortable out there, but I felt solid tonight. Um, he would also go on to say he loved playing with Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and going Dragic for the first time tonight. He added it's going to get better the more they played together. Mm. Which, I mean... The Nets have been saying the right things all season, uh, but like at some point they gotta just have to do it. I mean, it definitely was a tough one tonight. But when you think about the guys that we've brought in, and once they all get together, we have so many guys on this team that are established veterans with such high basketball IQs. They will play together seamlessly. Everybody knows their roles. They know that KD, yeah, you're the man. Kyrie, yeah, you're also the man. Ben Simmons, you get your confidence back and have a blast playing with our stars. And then the rest of the guys, they just know what they have to do to get this team wins. Like Bruce Brown, prime example. And speaking of Bruce Brown, completely different player than a month ago. Like he's been fucking amazing. 
Um, yeah, good, yeah, great point, great point. Because I miss, I, I was thinking that, and I tweeted out a couple times, but I was so pissed following the game that I didn't say it on here. But great yeah. point, Joe. He has yeah. looked like a completely different player. Like his jump shot is consistent, and he's still giving us all the hustle plays that he does, and he still has that floater working miraculously. He look, he even looks so much more comfortable attacking the rim now. It's very, it's interesting. Like he legitimately yeah. looks like a brand new player, and it's awesome to see. But anyway, like all these guys know their roles, and all these guys have such basketball IQs. Majority of them are veterans. The only young guys that we really brought back are like like our rookies that we've had all year that are learning from all these vets. So it's like all these guys have established roles. And just once we're able to get it all together, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, the key words are get it all together. Like it's got to happen. <laughs> and, and I mean, we got to hope that it happens by April 8th. <laughs> True. <laughs> for our sake. Yeah. I mean, for our sake, but I mean, plus for the, because I don't know, man. It's looking more and more like the playing tournament is going to be a reality. Oh yeah, um, obviously. I really tweeted yesterday. We really just got to get up to the seven. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we got to get up to the seven because no, even if Kyrie is able to play at home, if we don't get up to that seven, even like regardless, even if Kyrie isn't allowed to play at home, if we're in a seven eight and Kyrie's not allowed to play at home by that point. Like, either way, he can't play in the first game of the play-in. So, like, that's a big issue for us. Well, there could be a situation where Toronto's seven, Nets are eight, Nets, the Nets lose, they play the next game at home. He could not play either of the playing games. There is a very scary, scary world where Kyrie Irving could be ineligible for both playing games at the Nets if it comes to that. Yeah. I mean – Obviously, I don't think it will, and I don't think many hoping, people do think it'll come to that. Pod that work that with Sean Marks's hints that were confirmed that Kyrie will be playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh god, like bro, like can they just lie and say the guy got vaccinated? Like, come on, like do yeah. something, New York I'm City. Saying, I'm saying Aaron Rodgers got away with it for like three months. <laughs> Like that's like fuck. Like three months we're in the playoffs. What three months? We're March, April, May, June. We're in the finals in three months. Fuck, let them do yeah. it. Yeah, we'll we'll deal we'll deal with it in the off season. Just find Joe size some more. Did you see what the WNBA did? A little off track, but I did. Yeah, that's pretty that's, wild. That's crazy. Like the guy's taking care of his players, and that's a competitive advantage. So you could find what it was it ended up being five hundred k, right? They threatened to suspend them as owners and take away every future draft pick they could even think of. That's absurd, bro. Like, I know that that just that just shows a problem with the WNBA, not Josiah. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. Like, bro, bro wants to but, get um, let his team travel comfortably, but all right, get mad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, I I get how it is a competitive advantage, but like. The rest of the WNBA team should be traveling the same way, which is what the problem is, obviously. Yeah. Like you should want owners with money like Joe Sy to come in and invest in your league. Correct. More Not people like that happen, that won't be an issue. Correct. But anything, any other points from the game tonight? Uh, I'm just gonna get the box to it one more time, see if I missed anything I wanted to bring up, but I want to forget the game. That's what I want to do. It was nice. It was nice to see Patty Mills 
Paddy um, did look good tonight, and he has been sucking a lot of ass recently. So, so he he definitely he looked good. His shoot his shots were falling tonight. It was really nice to see. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, anything else? We good? No, I mean I, I gained a game on you guys tonight. Yeah, you did. Uh, I oh, like I text I tweeted that or not. And I grouped out. I was like, "Yo, Joe, you picked a win tonight, right?" So I literally thought when I saw Butler out, Tucker out, obviously Lowry, like there's no way the Nets are losing this game when Kevin Durant returns. I texted her and I texted you and I grouped. I was like, "Ha!" I basically was like, "Joe, you really picked them to lose tonight? Like, are you dumb?" And then they freaking lost. So well, yeah, I was. Uh, I also wasn't under the impression that Jimmy and all of them would be out, but it still happened. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> just a little bit of a uh, standings watch. I mean, it's kind of early, but it's not really because the Nets have an uphill battle. Uh, the Celtics beat the Grizzlies, unfortunately, 120 to 107. So, like, it wasn't even close, even without Jalen Brown. So, that was pretty surprising to me. And the Pistons beat the Raptors in Toronto, which is also go. pretty surprising to me. Let's they go. Won one- 108 to 106. So, I mean, that helps the Nets for the seven seed. But, yeah. Well, we could improve our seeding when, well, I'm going to make my prediction right now when the Nets grab a W in Boston with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on Sunday. Yeah. I'm also going to take a win. I mean, if it's, it's, it's got to happen, bro. Like, it's, it's must win. Everyone's, I tweeted it's must win. Like, everyone's saying every game is must win. Like, this yeah. game is must win. If you want any chance, any slim statistical chance of catching Boston, you have to beat them Sunday, or you can just get ready for the playing tournament. Just yeah. I mean, unless Cleveland starts thinking it up down the stretch, I mean they've kind of overachieved all year, but Cleveland's got some good players. I wouldn't count on Brooklyn catching them either. So oh, yeah. The main goal is to get to the seventh seed right now. That's the main goal because it's more likely that Kyrie will be able to play in Brooklyn than it will be that he will play in Toronto. So that is the main goal, get up to seven. And yeah, we get that's seven when we play the two seed. You don't want to face the one, whoever it is. <laughs> yep. Nets are officially a 500 basketball team at 32 and 32. They are three time, games back. Since we were three and three this year. Yeah, that's that's disgusting but <laughs> yeah. there think about it Harris was playing at that time so <laughs> you're making me more depressed the more you talk man <laughs> oh, but, but yeah i mean the nets are three games back at toronto for seven and they're five full games back of cleveland for six and five and a half back of boston for five so i don't know disastrous like you weigh the, the good and the bad like the good is getting Durant back maybe Irving maybe I don't really know if Sean Marks like knows something I mean I'm sure he does but everything the mayor said I don't know maybe there's some kind of hint at it from the mayor but anyways you kind of weigh that with a bad loss tonight Boston beats a good Grizzlies team and you lose Joe Harris officially for the rest of the season like when will the Nets have a day of just something that's good? I feel like we haven't had one of those in a while. Even when something yeah. good happens, There's something a lot bad always has to be paired with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough scene for sure, but only it could only go up from here, right? 
<laughs> bro, we've been saying that shit for like two months. <laughs> You're right. Now it feels like. <laughs> but uh, I think this, I think this is a good time to end it. Uh, we both picked wins against Boston. We'll have to get Anthony's pick. Uh, we'll have him message to us. Uh, we won't have it on the pod, obviously. But uh, quick shout out to Anthony for supporting the team tonight, going to the game. Unfortunately, he saw a loss. Uh, that guy is bad luck. He saw a loss the last game oh, he went yeah, to against Philly. Bad luck and pin it on him now. Look at you. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying. Like he went to so when I was supposed to go to the game against Philly, and I got COVID. Obviously, I couldn't go. So like Anthony took the ticket to seventh grade. The Nets lost. He goes tonight. The Nets so lost. So what I'm hearing is you passed your bad luck on to him when you passed on the ticket. Bro, maybe that's what happened. <laughs> Damn it. Now when I go with you guys, I'm going to be bad luck. Yeah, man. Like, I think we might have to give that third ticket away to someone besides Anthony, but we can discuss that with him. <laughs> Why are you assuming Anthony? You're the one who started it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I passed it off. Plus, I already paid for my ticket. I don't know if Anthony has <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> but uh, all right, Joe, we good here? Yeah, I believe we're all good. Let's get a dub on Sunday. All right. And once again, thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Joe and Cody tonight. Frustrating day for the Nets. Lost Joe Harris, lost to Miami. Uh, luckily, got Kevin Durant back. He looked healthy and good. Get some Kyrie news, hopefully, and maybe some Ben Simmons news. Uh, let's go into Boston and remind everyone just how good 7-Eleven really is at playing basketball together. 